Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard, my dear brothers and sisters. Welcome aboard. Melanie Keelan, happy Wednesday from Barcelona, Spain, E2247. Ceasefire now. Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. We also have Bridge MCP from upstate New York. We have Paraver Eric Hayes from Kingwood, Texas. We also have. Scrolling up, Yvette Avery Herod from Atlanta, Georgia, AVQ from Brooklyn, McElrudnan, New York. All right, folks, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? I trust all's doing just fine. E2247 is doing his daily duty of making sure we know who we can contact to make sure things get done in America. Anyway, how are my peeps doing today? I trust everybody is doing as good as can be, given the situations in the world today. Well, I want to, uh, let's see if I get that right. No, that is wrong. Let's see, where is it that I need to go? I want to go to this. I think this is a link here. There is the link. Anyway, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today, as usual. Well, we hope it is as usual. We're going to have a great show for you today. Uh, we have two videos, just two videos today, but we also want to talk about a piece of law that that we hope will get into, will come to pass. That, of course, we hope next year after winning it all, we can repeal and make sure things work the way they should. Anyway, I'm still gearing up. I'm still putting my, I'm still calculating and putting all my videos up and saving them off to make sure if we go down, things continue to work. We are going to get this done by the crook or the hook, which is what we're doing right now. Anyway, what, what what's up, folks? What have you got to tell me? Let me look into the scroll and see what's going on. What's going on? Let's see. All right, 13.8 billion years we patiently waited for this visit here today. Thanks for your pulling us relatives together to move in greater complexity and consciousness. Love those kind words, E2247. Yvette Averherod says, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. And scrolling down, we also have Bridge MCP who says, hey, y'all. And we have, uh, scrolling down. Happy Wednesday from Melanie Keelan and Eric Hayes says, Chicago, we have a an EV charging problem. You know, it, it is amazing. I heard about it. If if you go ahead at 20 degrees, apparently because of all the heating that has to be done within these electric cars or for whatever reason there is, they lose efficiency and they're bad. They, they're, they, they go from 100% to 60%. In other words, what we would have gotten when the batteries are all working correctly, you no longer get. But I, here is a question that I really have for uh, for you, Eric Hayes. You seem to be reveling in that there is a technology out there that just like how certain diesel engines have to have heaters on them for them to work in the cold climates, etc. You seem to be just kind of like wanting to rejoice in something bad happening at very low temperatures to a battery. So, yeah, look what's happening. You ever thought about what that says about the the form of thinking? In, a, in other words, what it really means? Have you ever thought about that? Why is it that something like this makes you want to sort of rejoice as opposed to say, 
Well, we know that this is temperature dependent. We later on that things get better. I don't know if you guys remember, there was this particular, um, there's this particular sweetener. The sweetener is called uh, aspartame. I don't use it anymore. Apparently it has a lot of negative effects. Aspartame does. But I remember when aspartame just hit the market. I remember well, right? When aspartame just hit the market, if you put it in, if you couldn't put it in, in boiling water, right? Because it decomposed itself into something that wasn't sweet. And I don't know how healthy it was, likely not healthy at all. But as time went on, uh, because the technology got better, we improved it until it was the right thing to do. So we have a lot of technologies that we don't wait for the technology is perfect before we release it onto the market. If most of the times that it's going to be used, it's not going to be in, in sub-zero degree type temperatures, right? You use it when you can. But to rejoice in that it it has uh, its efficiency falls in Chicago, it's kind of childish, as opposed to coming to the realization that all we really need to do is get the improvements on the, you know, on the product. Anyway, Brice says, Egberto Willis, did you see Lincoln Project rebuttal to Trump's God choose Trump? No, but put it on the screen. Please do. Please do. I want to see it. I mean, because that one from I, I it, you know, it the 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 when you saw Trump being delivered by God, his commercial. I don't know. It seemed to me like a Saturday night skit. It wasn't. It was real, but it was a Saturday night skit, and I can't wait to see what Saturday night is going to do with that skit. You know, they're going to bring it up now. You know, they're going to bring it up. So, what can I say? All right, we also have Paul Fleming says Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said he expects the chamber to vote next week on a supplemental security package that includes border security and immigration reform, as well as military assistance to Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan. Paul Fleming says every form of technology has had bumps in the road when the websites didn't work for Obamacare. What did all you say? Now we have 40 million people signed up for it. Calm down. It's the most people ever signed up for it historically all right canadian paul famil said canadian man who posted conspiracy theories on social media claiming that the government was deliberately starting wildfires has pleaded guilty to starting 14 blazes that forced hundreds of people from their homes brand Perret, appearing in quebec monday admitted to 13 counts of arson and one count of arson with a disregard for human life relating to events last year right to, let's see what else we have Actually, Egbert, what it means is no mandate on one source of energy. That doesn't mean that at all. There's no mandate on any one source of energy. It's silly to say that. Uh, it, it's silly to say that. Anyway, um, let's see. Here you go, Egberto. Thank you for that, Vrija. Look at it a little after. Uh, Michael Rodin says, every case clamoring for violent civil war while calling it a revolutionary war after Trump is convicted for any number of seditious act, and he should be convicted on many, many, many 
Paul Fleming says, historically, the United States has economically outperformed other countries, in part due to our welcoming of immigrants. Republicans would like you to believe that they support legal immigration, but that today they launch an attack on legal immigration pathways and attacking the legal pathways like humanitarian parole. The GOP revealed that they not only are attempting to dismantle a pillar of the American dream, but are also willing to throw child labor laws and the U.S. economy under the bus to do it. We've always known that to be the model operandi. All right, let's see what else we got here. Good afternoon, May Wood. How are you doing? May Wood from uh, Palm Beach, California. No, 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 no. Uh, he is from Long Beach, California. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. All right. Uh, green. Well, if green energy is a mandate, it's not only uh, for batteries, right? It supports a lot of other stuff. But again, what can I say? Egberto, I'd appreciate you if you would repeat my last comment. Only the whole thing. What's your last comment? I don't see that. Eric Hayes clamoring for violence, civil war while calling it a revolutionary war after Trump is convicted for any number of seditious and or financial crimes tells me all I need to know about him. I know him personally. I mean, that he, that he, that he chooses to be willfully, well, you know what I'm going to say. Is a choice, but anyhow, let's go ahead and listen to uh, to. <laughs> You're gonna like this one. I wanted to listen to Reed. She was on a roll a couple of days ago. She was on a roll. So listen to this one. I think you're going to like it. Uh, uh, even Rudnan is gonna like this one. Let's go ahead and get started. Oh, come on! I missed. Joanne Reed was quite active in the aftermath to the Iowa uh, caucuses, and she had some present statement. In one, in this one, she started talking about how religion, uh, white white evangelical evangelicalism, has become uh, Christian nationalism, and she kind of explains why. But there's one statement that she used that I and I love the way she uses it. I want you to take a listen to this. And then we'll take it on the, the other side because it is staunch. Check this out and we'll take it there. It is religion. With and religion. I think what yes. we have yeah. to actually confront and, you know, this is what the Democrats are going to face is this is now what white evangelicalism mm -hmm. is. It is Christian nationalism. That's the name of it. Right. These are people who to Robert Jones, again, from PRI, who does these numbers, they believe that God has promised them specifically white evangelical Christians of a certain mindset that they own this country, that immigrants, that brown people, that Hindus like Vivek Ramaswamy and his wife are illegitimate Americans. They are less legitimate Americans than they are. And so they're not trying to convince people and win people over through politics. What they're saying is we own this country and everyone will bow down to us. And Donald Trump, Ben Carson was on right wing TV earlier tonight, comparing Donald Trump to King David yeah, that's mm -hmm. the big one. and saying that yeah. his vulgarity itself yes. is not something that makes him uncertain suitable to be the leader of the Christian movement. It makes him a legend of the Christian movement because like David, his flaws are simply more evidence that yeah. God is using him. There's nothing he can do. No vulgarity, no cruelty saying you should vote anyway, even if you die. And I will, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Religion is when your savior dies for you. A cult is when your savior says that you need to die for him. But now where did that, why did she bring that phrase up? 
in in fact saying that religion is when your savior will die for you, but a cult is when your savior asks you or tells you to die for them. Trump in Iowa uh, or somewhere when he was advertising for his Iowa uh, caucus said everybody needed to go out to vote. Doesn't matter if you are sick or not. Get out there and vote for Trump. You may die after you vote, but get out there and vote. It is so important that you vote for Trump. And he made the comment and a lot of people just laughed it off. But he means that he cares nothing about those people who are going to vote for him. He just needs your vote. He just needs you to do what you need to do to get him where he needs to go. The difference between a religion is one has a savior who is willing to die for you under their tenets. But the cult, the cult leader tells you, I need you to die for me. I need you to do this for me. It's about him. And in this case, yes, him. It's never about you. You will always remain the collateral damage. And I'm glad that. Uh, that what Joy did is equate white evangelicalism with uh, Christian authoritarianism or whatever you want to call it, Christian nationalism, and how if you take a look at the way Donald Trump talks and says things, it's, it's what you have to have for him to succeed. Well, what you have to have enough to win the Electoral College to do so, that is. What are your thoughts? Uh, is he your savior? Are you willing to die for him? You know, I remember when I went to Baptist church, you know, and you, you, you get at the end of the sermon and then they talk about, uh, you know, getting saved, etc. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? And I, I tell you, uh, I think she nailed it. What's your thoughts? I think she nailed it. Breach says, in a civil society, health care is a human right, like water is. What the hell is wrong with Mike C? Mike C says, Paul Fleming, health care is not a human right. Anything that requires the labor of others is never a right. Everything in our society requires the labor of others. I repeat, everything in society today that you partake of, requires the labor of others and you are partaking of it mike csec just like anybody else the mere fact that you are uh, that you're watching this stuff right now required the labor of others okay i mean so uh, the, the, uh, this this false uh what what is called uh in not in not independent uh libertarianism it's it it's an impossibility based on what you guys think you want. And the thing about it is that you don't understand it. I would love you guys to live in your libertarian world for one day, actually for a week, and see how far you think you can get by. We are all a society. Our society today is all interdependent. And you are dependent on the labor of so many. And absent that labor, you would be dead. And we define what rights are. There is no inalienable being that's going to give you uh, the rights per se. We, no matter what you may see in the Constitution, we as a society decide what 
what inalienable rights are going to be. And, 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 and it's simply that there are no two ways about it. Okay. There are no two ways about it. Uh, you guys can dream that there can somehow be a libertarian. I'll tell you, go ahead and try. Go ahead and try. Anyway, uh, Michael Rudden is in a bad mood, he says. No mandates. That is right. Um, <laughs> um, I guess no mandates. Let's not mandate that food be clean. Let's just get your, you know, Eric, based, if, if, if you really believe in no mandates, then you don't love your kids. Then you don't love your wife. I repeat. If you want to take on that mantra about no mandates, then you are inhumane because corporations inherently are inhumane. And what mandates do is ensure that they don't kill your wife and your children. So if you don't want mandates, you hate your children. You hate your wife and you hate yourself. Oh, oh I use the wrong word. It's not hate. You give no value to your own life, the life of your wife, your daughter, and your family. Because mandates is what ensure that an inhumane corporation doesn't cause you harm. Whether you want to admit that or not, but it is a statement of fact. All right. I have one more video. And then I go into all monologue and, and calls or whatever on this new piece from uh, that I started to cover on my earlier show, but I didn't really get to it. But I want you to listen to this here. This is uh, uh, Nikki Haley and racism. I mean, it's amazing. I sit back and I listen to this woman who's I know is a very smart woman, but has things to say like this. I continue to wonder about uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley, first of all, continues to assume that the party that she's a part of cannot see who she is, a woman of Indian descent. But uh, she thinks that somehow not talking head on about some of the issues in her party with regards to overt racism isn't something to talk about. So she goes and makes a fool of herself on Fox News and say things like uh, the GOP is not a racist party and more, more concerning that America was never a racist country. Um, I guess... Slavery wasn't a racist event or a, a racist period. I guess the trail of tears was not proof enough that, oh, yeah, we may have racist tendencies. I guess the treatment of the Chinese who built the railroad across the Pacific to the, to the, 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 the entire railroad, that doesn't make that point. I mean, we could go on and on and on if she wants to talk about whether America was ever racist, not to speak about what America still is today in many instances getting better. Yes. But to give the impression like racism is in just a figment of one's imagination and then Donald Trump uses birther on her. 
not only birther, but uses a form of implicit racism by trying to say it's not Nikki's, and then he uses her Indian name. And again, America in the long run doesn't like somebody who doesn't know who they are, doesn't like somebody who uh, fails to see the truth, even if they themselves don't like to hear. They, they want somebody that can tell the truth. Like Trump being the exception, of course, Trump have the right pedigree to work on the carnality of some. But as many politicians have already found out, Trump is the exception for a specific reason that goes out of scope with this particular post. But anyhow, listen to what Nikki Haley had to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. Um, you know, Trump is still lobbying attacks, of course, at, at his opponents after initially saying, let's all come together after he won Iowa. And, and now he's referring to Nikki Haley by her formal first name, which is Nimrata. Yeah. I mean, that seems pretty obvious what he's trying to do no? Yeah, you know, he, he he did it for Barack Obama in talking about this Kenyan running for office and the birtherism. He believes it worked for him then. He's going to try it now. He's already done it when he talked about her heritage and her ability to, and perhaps her inability to run for president because of her Indian heritage. Now, having said that, um, it puts Haley, it, it puts Nikki Haley in a tough position because she has downplayed her background mm -hmm. consistently. She couldn't even say the word slavery and she just said America was not a racist country. Right, which we have sound of. Let's play it. Are you a racist party? Are you involved in a racist party? No. We're, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Our goal is to make sure that today is better than yesterday. Are we perfect? No. But our goal is to always make sure we try and be more perfect every day that we can. Right. So. <laughs> this was after she got a lot of blowback following her comments about the Civil War, where she just admitted that slavery was behind it. She, she must think this works for her, though. Well, actually, if she really wanted to make a difference in her campaign, she come out hard on, on Donald Trump on this. She would say, I'm proud of my full name. Here it is, Donald Trump. That's what concerns you. Well, I believe and, and lay out a stronger policy, lay out an immigration policy, do something with it. But just to sit there and ignore it, it, it seems like actually a lost opportunity for Haley. Yeah, Thank you both. Put him in a tough, put her in a really tough position. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see how she comes back. So yeah, Nikki, Nikki. You are a very, very smart woman. Why would you do that? You don't need to do that. You can do exactly what that Democratic strategist said you probably should do. Lean into it, just like Obama leaned into it. You know, lean into it. People, the, the, the vast majority of Americans, whether they have prejudices in the long run are good people. That's the only way Obama could have been elected. Was everybody that Obama elected not racist? No, not at all. But they knew he knew what he, who he was. They also knew that he knew who they were. And he also, they also knew that in the aggregate, he was going to do what's right by them. But if we don't know who you are or you don't know who you are and you have a problem acknowledging realities in America, most people maybe not MAGA, but most people cannot possibly 
fathom who you are or what you ultimately could do for them. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Anyway, folks, anyway, I hope you you, you kind of like that. All right, let's see what, what folks are saying here. Faravid, 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 Faravid. Paul Fleming says the founding of this country was a racist event. I'll just make one point. According to the Constitution, people of color, only two-third human case closed. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, Paul Fleming, slavery, case closed. T- Trail of Tears, case closed. Chinese, case closed. I, I mean, look, I, I can go on and on and on and on and on. I mean, it's a silly, silly statement, and she knows it. It is silly, completely silly. All right, Eric Hayes, could it be that left is too focused on orange boogeyman? No, it's not. Mike C. Sexton, Eric Hayes, progressive love their mandates. Now we love, uh, we love uh, structure and we love people and we love to protect them. The reason I say, you know, my, uh, when, when Hayes says something like, I don't want vaccines mandated. Now, if a, if a child, you guys always talk about abortion and the care. You care so much about the fetus, so you're going to force parents or, or women so they must have that, that they must ensure that fetus turns into a baby. You are going to force that onto them. You, but then you don't like mandates. You want to mandate a woman, but you don't like mandates. Then, at the, then you want to say, oh, we believe in the sanctity of life. But then you want to have, there's a proven vaccine that's going to save your kid's life. What do you want to do? You want, I don't want mandates. So your irresponsibility gets your kids killed. No, we, those of us who are progressives, we love life. We love to keep people alive. We love to protect people against uh, people who don't have, uh, who choose to be willfully ignorant. So because we know there are people who are in fact willfully ignorant or otherwise, we want to protect all because we truly believe in the sanctity of life. All right. Paul Fulman says, Georgia just got McPhee has denied Donald Trump and Jeffrey Clark's motion to compel discovery from Fulton County prosecutors regarding January 6th committee evidence after finding that the evidence sought does not exist. Very good. Uh, Bridge MCP said, never a racist country. I know, it's such a joke. Uh, Michael says, Eric Hayes recognizes an interest in truth. Trump rode $5 billion in free airtime to the White House. The difference between then and now, most people now recognize Trump for the malignant narcissist that he is. We New Yorkers who knew Trump tried to warn y'all all all the way back then. The problem is that he's convinced many people that he's a billionaire. He's convinced many people that he has something to offer. And of course, he has used people's inherent prejudices, a carnality to try to tell them that the other is trying to take something that naturally belongs to them. It's a powerful argument, and it's something that we must mitigate on the progressive side. Uh, Rudnan says, uh, let's see, uh, let's see. 
Um, actually, every case, Maywood, DEI of energy sources is what you already have, but the cost of defendability in Texas via wind, solar, 25 or more percent of Texas grids is renewable, and they are not able to keep up with the influx of population. Now, there's other reasons why, but you don't interested in the other reasons. You care in just being ignorant. Michael Rodden says, conservatives want to believe in American mythology, where war, our nation is always and has always been right and good. A mythology that flies in the face of history that conservatives don't want to acknowledge. That's why they take books out of schools. That's why they don't want you to learn as you should. Uh, we also have Mike Cisek saying, Paul Fleming, actually, they don't want to uncover the evidence as it would confirm Trump's point that there was massive voter fraud. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I don't that's not even worth reading. Uh, let, let's go ahead and, and put it here, because we're not going to change the willfully ignorant. We're not going to change. And what we can do is make sure that we uh, let me go ahead and make sure that I can get this one for breach. Out. All right, let's go to Bridges' uh, insert. She has an insert that says, still don't believe he's the Antichrist? Is he lawless one? Is he, oh, wow, you're using, you're using the Bible. Wow. Is he the lawless one? 2 Thessalonians 2, uh, 2. Is he the boaster speaking of his greatness? Daniel. Is he the arrogant one? Revelations 13, uh, 5. Is he an a pathological liar? John eleven forty four, Daniel eleven twelve. Is he the builder of towers? Genesis uh, ten eight. I'm not going to read the dates because I can't read them well. Does he routinely break treaties? Daniel. Does he demand worship? At the Thessalonians, I believe. Is he deceitful and attempts to lure church into following him? Uh, that looks like Mark. Is he the man of sin? That looks like Thessalonian. Did he brag of the chosen one, Thessalonian? Does he show no compassion and no empathy, Daniel? Is he the son of perdition, Thessalonian? Is he the destroyer, Revelations? Does he constantly try to make himself look great, Daniel? Each one of these descriptions of the Antichrist is backed up by Bible prophecy. There's more. Look him up. Oh, wow. That is so good. We need to give that to our evangelical folks so that they can see that, in fact, they are worshiping the Antichrist. I love that, Breach. I really, really love that. That one is pretty, pretty good. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we've got here. First of all, I want to make sure that we did get queued up appropriately because I see that we're uh, missing a few things here. And it looks. It looks like uh, our queuing may... There we go. Yeah, that's good. All right. What else have we got here? Mike Rodden says, conservatives want to believe in American mythology. I read that already. Uh, we have Paul Fleming. Uh, actually, they, no, I read that one too. Even though the overall U.S. population is aging, we're seeing a movement of cancer diagnosis into younger folks, despite the fact that there are more people that are in the older population, said Dr. William DeHoot, Chief Scientific Officer of the American Cancer Society. So cancer diagnoses are shifting earlier, he said. There's something going on here. Yeah, we know what's going on. It's called pollution. It's called pollution and the kind of foods that we eat, right? Egberto is good-hearted. I try to be, my brother. Uh, how is Ashley and Linda doing? They are doing fine. Ashley is right now. Uh, she just took off. I uh, heard from her. Uh, she uh, she is mentoring elementary school. Well, she has an elementary school student. 
that she's starting to mentor. You know, she has time as she's recovering from her stroke. And as opposed to just staying at home 24-7, she has to find things to do that 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 helps others and one of the things that she did with her church was to sign up for the mentoring program so she is using her experience to mentor some kids uh in uh elementary schools out here in the humble area which i'm very proud of her for doing and you know uh, it's funny because uh we went to uh take her to i went to take ashley to her rehab and she said dad we got to stuff at the dollar store I'm like, why we got to stuff at the dollar store? You're a grown woman. Where are we going to a dollar store? Dad, I got to get some stuff for the kids. So, okay. So we go to the dollar store and she have a shopping bag full of stuff that, you know, every time she goes and meets with the kid and talk to them and, you know, you know, kind of school them, et cetera, she has something to give them. So she said she wanted, she said she's so in love with these uh, kids that she works with. And she says she just loves talking to them and just seeing how wide eyed they get as they have somebody that they see care about them. So, I mean, it's a two way street because she comes home very happy after being with these little girls. So, I mean, I think it's a win win situation. Whoa, whoa, right is going low today with other BS becoming extreme right. And I'm shocked at some. Don't worry about it, Breach. I mean, uh, it's 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 what's happening on, on the right wing media that's really uh try they're they're really getting out of hand and of course it runs off on our good friends out here as well. Paul Fleming says Capitol Police are investigating an audio recording of Roger Stone in which he alleged threatened uh threatens representative Jerry Nadler and uh, Eric Swalwell. The recording was first obtained by the website Mediate. And uh, CNN cannot independently verify the authenticity of the recording. I heard the recording. It, it's, I mean, but, you know, but, you know, Trump operates just like a mob boss. So I, I actually believe it. I actually definitely believe it. All right. Uh, we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, the early writers of the Declaration of Constitutions were conflicted on the ways to answer the question. And so it is this day that we fight over what we want, but don't really define as democracy. Uh, thank you, E2247, for that. Paul Fleming says another drop in mortgage uh, interest rates caused a run on loans last week. Total mortgage application volume jumped 10.4% compared with the previous week, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association Seasonally Adjusted Index. The average contract rate, a 30-year fixed mortgage with conforming loan balances, decreases to 275 from 681. Pretty good. Uh, let's see what the F is Eric talking about now, sexualizing kids. Uh, uh, look, uh, remember what Vrij has instructed us to do, and that is whenever somebody makes an outlandish statement that makes no sense, disregard it. Don't get hyped up about it. Disregard it. It doesn't exist unless you need to make it uh, talk about it in such a way to help others who may be on the fence. Every case is Egberto could actually help at a senior center uh, by him. I imagine she could, but right now she's, I think she's taking up good with the kids, uh, Eric. Bridge MCP Segberto, Willie's finding things to do, not to look at the door we spoke of, eh? Good for Ashley. Well, you know something, my dear? Ashley has very good mentors. Uh, Ashley has good people who can lift her spirits when it needs to be lifted. And uh, one of the people who fits that bill all of the time is you, Bridge MCP. I know Ashley is happy that you have come into her life. So uh, thank you very much for 
what you do as well. Paul Fleming says three Washington state officers will each receive $500,000 to leave the police department after they've been acquitted on charges related to a 2020 death of a black man who was shot, beaten, and restrained face down as, pleaded for, as he pleaded for breath. Imagine to pay them off. To leave the the the, the uh, they are acquitted, and you had in other words they profited from their racism. Is that what you're telling me, Paul? I'm not reading the article. Are you telling me they're profiting from their racism? Is that what that says? I think that is what that is saying. Tell me if I'm right, uh, Paul. Anyway, let's get into the last subject of the day, which is. Let me put it on the screen, and it says the following. Lawmakers reach deal to expand child credit in exchange for corporate tax cuts. Child poverty is a problem. Yes, it's a problem. Uh, bear with me one second, guys. Uh, it, it, child credit, it's a problem. Child poverty is a problem. Corporations paying too much in taxes is not, said one analyst. You know, guys, I'm still getting over. I think I had a second bout of COVID. Um, anyway, let's continue. It goes like this. A bipartisan pair of congressional uh, negotiators announced a compromise deal Tuesday that would modestly expand the child tax credit for three years, potentially benefiting millions of kids in low-income families in exchange for revenue uh, Trump-era corporate tax cuts favored by Republican lawmakers. The $80 billion tax uh, framework unveiled by State Senate, Senate Finance Committee Chair uh, Ron Wyden and House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith, Republican of Missouri, after months of negotiations, is seen as long shot to pass given Republican control of the lower chamber and likely GOP hesitancy to deliver a legislative win for the President uh, of the United States. But think about this. In order, in order, in order for us to give something to starving children, children in poverty, we must give tax cuts. The only way the Republicans give that, if they, they only yield to that, if we give tax cuts to a whole bunch of rich people. Republicans unanimously oppose the American Rescue Plan. Democratic legislation that implemented a historic expansion of the child tax credit, briefly pushing the U.S. child poverty rate to a record low. So we know we can do something about that. The CTC enhanced lapse at the end of 2021, thanks to opposition from GOP and Senator Manchin, the Democrat of the poorest state in the country, voted against helping his own, causing child poverty to shoot back up in 2022. While the Wyden-Smith framework would not go nearly as far as the previous CTC expansion, analysts say it would still deliver significant benefits to children in low-income families. In the first year, more than 80% of the roughly 19 million children under 17 in families with low incomes who don't now get the full credit would benefit about 16 million children. The Center on Budget and Policy Priorities said, Tuesday estimating that the proposal would lift as many as 400,000 kids out of poverty in year one while alleviating poverty for 3 million more. So here is it. We can help 3.5 million people, but how do we do it? 
we must do it at the ex at the expense of giving rich people who don't need the money a tax cut. So here we have a big budget deficit. We still have people in need. And what do we do? We help the people in need, but we also further the budget deficit by giving money to rich people who have already pilfered us all. That's Republican policy, people. Remember that. That's Republican policy. Not, I'm not maligning my Republican brothers and sisters. I'm just saying that's their leadership. That's their policy. The new proposal would like, uh, uh, rather, let, let me continue here. The new proposal would, like the current CTC and unlike the expansion approved in 2021, exclude the very poorest families by design, denying benefits to those with less than 2,500 in annual income. The Wyden-Smith proposal would also not bring back the monthly payments that eligible families receive under the 2021 CTC expansion. The maximum credit of $2,000 per child would be indexed to inflation under the framework. Alien Ariesa, executive director of the advocacy group Parents Together Action, said in a statement that while the Wyden-Smith changes would be an improvement over the current CTC, they do not go far enough. Of course not. Of course not. The 2021 expansion of the child tax credit was a game-changing policy that essentially cut child poverty in half, said Arisa. When Republicans refused to support its extension at the end of 2021, child poverty surged again. We have a proven tool that works almost immediately to ensure kids have enough food to eat and a roof over their heads. It's long past time we use it. Observers lamented that the only way Wyden and Smith were able to reach a deal with even limited benefits for children in low-income families was to pair them with tax breaks for the wealthy corporations. Child poverty is a problem. Corporations paying too much in taxes is not, said Steve Awama, federal policy director at the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy. Unfortunately, many members of Congress have refused to direct resources to help children in poverty unless an equal amount of resources is simultaneously directed towards corporate tax cuts. How humane. How, how, how greatly they care about the sanctity of life, don't they? According to Wyden's office, the new proposal would allow businesses of all sizes to immediately deduct the cost of their U.S.-based research and development investment instead over one year instead of over five years. This is, it, it is amazing. You know, Section 179 have been in existence for a long time. Now they want it expanded. It's a shame, folks. It's a shame. But they have no shame. And the problem is that the people who support them understand little of this because they continue to pick their pockets. And that's why in our programming, in our programs, we try to let people understand exactly how and what is happening. Even as many times we get throttled, but we try. We try and we try the framework, which still, uh, uh, let me see. According to Wyden's office, a new proposal would allow businesses of all sizes to immediately deduct the cost of their U.S.-based research and development investment. Instead of over five years, the framework will still uh, must be converted into legislative text 
would also provide continued flexibility for business force to borrow at higher interest rates to meet their payroll obligations and expand their operations a summary state. As arcane as it sounds, warm-up said in the response to the provision, it ultimately will benefit the private equity industry and its practice of acquiring corporations and loading them up with debt, a technique that has led the collapse of Toys R Us, Payless, and other well-established companies. Thieves. Eric Payne, founder and president of the Patriotic Millionaires, said in a statement Tuesday that the enhanced CTC is an undeniable good in this new deal. At the same time, I'm disgusted by those who saw the obvious need to extend those benefits as an opportunity to extract tax cuts for corporations who clearly didn't need them as they pulled in record profits, artificially pumped up inflation, and more and more and more. So folks, what can I say? It's shameful. It is shameful. It is shameful. Anyway, let's see what we got here in the scroll. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, DOE launches 100-day grid security push as Biden ends Trump ban on some Chinese-made equipment. Biden bought off by Chinese CCP. Oh, wow. I feel for you, sir. Bridge MCP says EVs. Now we have the annual report that electric cars don't work in the cold. Well, 45% of all cars sold in Sweden are electric. 50% of all cars sold in Iceland are electric. 22% of all cars sold in Greenland are electric. In case you haven't caught on yet, it's way colder there than it is here. We have ways to go, I guess. Again, these people just take on headlines. They don't care about truth. All right, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. See what we got here. Uh, Michael Rodney says, lives on of TikTok. Mike C. getting his news from known liars explains a lot. Media bias fact check overall. We rate lives of TikTok as an extreme right wing, right bias and questionable source based on promotion of right wing propaganda, conspiracy theories, pseudoscience, lack of transparency, numerous fact fail, fail fact checks and citations by anti hate groups. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, what else have we got here? The Biden administration wants to reverse the trend of declining test scores and dropping students' attendance that accelerated during the pandemic. The U.S. Department of Education announced Wednesday a plan for states to provide more tutoring after school and summer programs and funding to tackle chronic absenteeism. That says Paul from Paul Fleming. Uh, Bri says, what the hell keeps buffering? I don't know. There seems to be a problem, and uh, we've lost a few people because of the problem, evidently. Uh, maybe realize they're ahead of us. Duh. You're seeing why, why I'm done with conservatives in the chat. They keep fueling their anger and hatred from known liars who are profiting from these suckers. They refuse to learn when told they're being lied to from profit. Uh, look, let me just say this. It's a particular kind of conservative, a particular kind of um, right winger that allows themselves to be used like you're speaking there, Rudnin. Keep your eyes open and watch who they are. It tells you the full story. And there are some who are willing to learn. Look who they are. It tells you the full story. I have, when I when the, the people that call into my program at, at, at the six o'clock hour get a lot of conservative calls. 
we've changed a lot of opinions. We haven't changed them into Democrats, but we've actually got through to quite a few of them. Okay, folks, I don't have any more material. I'm going to be uh, closing down a bit early today. I have quite a bit of work that I need to get done. So uh, unless somebody has something else for me to read in recent years from Paul Fleming, in recent years, Gorsuch has voted against regulations that that protect the environment, student debt forgiveness, and COVID-19. He has led calls on court for reversal of 1984 Supreme Court decision that gives federal agencies considerable uh, regulatory latitude. The Supreme Court will hear a pair of cases Wednesday that 40-year-old case known as Chevron USA, Inc. versus Natural Resources Defense Council, which has become a touchstone for resolving conflicts over power agency power. So, yeah, that's the case. Anyway, folks, I'm going to be leaving early. But before I leave, I'd like to ask all of you to consider becoming uh, our uh, consider supporting the program. And how can you do that? Go to politicsdoneright.com slash support politicsdoneright.com slash support and put in that in the feed right now politicsunright.com slash support and please consider thanks for the show all tell Ashley hey and good job I will tell her uh, anyway folks and please 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 uh, become a paid subscriber of our free newsletter please that'll uh, you'll get to read all our books free of charge and uh, again just become by buying a cup of coffee for politics and right I think I think it's worth it please go to politicsunright.com slash newsletter politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Become a supporter of our newsletter, a paid supporter of our newsletter. Allow us to continue doing what we do. We appreciate you. Thank you so kindly. I love you all. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.